It's another Sunday night watching the superstars fight. You know it's what we love to do. Talking about NXT or WWE, and we can't forget about AEW. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Connection. North South Connection. We are back once again. 24 plus hours removed, I believe, from uh, the last time you heard us here on the network. It's Tim and Marcus back with another viewer's choice. Uh, Marcus, how are you, Mr. Co-host of the hit North Snowso podcast, WB War? <laughs> Thank you for that stirring introduction. I'm good, man. Um, you know, this is always a busy weekend for us as long as we've been doing the podcast. Uh there's always a an NXT show or a WWE show, it seems like, and then there's also uh, a AW double, AW double or nothing, um, double so or daddy, double or daddy, as we uh, we we like to call it. So, uh, yeah, on the back end of our double header, um, but yeah, excited to be able to watch the show with you, and excited to let our listeners know what to watch and what to skip. Of course, and this this could very well be a companion piece to the good work that gets done on the network for, you know what that means, our AEW podcast normally on the feed. Every uh, other Friday. Every other Friday. So if you need a good catch-up of everything, or if you want the deeper dive into the happenings of Double or Nothing, tune into you know what that means a little later on. I think either this week or next week, I'm sure they will give you the complete rundown, top to bottom, crust to tip on uh, everything that uh, the shakings, the happenings, the aftermath of this from Dynamite. But uh, Marcus, a 9-10 match card. Actually, in a, is it a 10 match card or uh, it's an 11 match 11 card? 11 including the buy-in. 11 including the buy-in. Um, but a lot of... Uh, a lot of happenings going on. Give us a spoiler-free version of the card before we give the must-watch and must-skip. Absolutely. So on the buy-in, we did have the Hardy Boys and Hook taking on Ethan Page and the Guns. Uh, of course, there was a stipulation there with uh, Matt, Honey, Matt Hardy uh, wanting the uh, contract of Ethan Page should uh, his team win. Uh, then we had the 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the AW International Championship as Orange Cassidy defended against the field. Uh, Adam Cole took on Chris Jericho in an unsanctioned match with Sabu Skypoint as the special guest enforcer. We had an AEW tag team title match as FTR looked to defend against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Uh, a ladder match for the AEW TNT Championship as Wardlow defends against Christian Cage. We had a AW Women's World Title match as Jamie Hayter defended against Tony Storm. A open house rules match uh, for the six man, or excuse a six man tag team match for the AW World Trios Championship, as the House of Black uh, took on the acclaimed. Yes. Uh, of course, that is all members, including uh, Billy Gunn, Mr. Daddy Ass. That's right. Uh, for the AWTBS Championship, we had uh, Jade Cargill taking on Ty Valkyrie. We also had another match uh, shortly thereafter, uh, somewhat a spoiler, as 
Jay Cargill look to defend back-to-back against a returning Chris Statlander. Uh, then we had the four-way. I refuse to call it, but I guess I will. The four pillars tag. The four pillars four-way for the AEW World Championship. As uh, MJF defends against Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy Hunter Jack Perry. And uh, our advertised main event of the evening, it was the second Anarchy in the Arena match as the Blackpool Combat Club of Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio Casagnoli, and the Wheeler Yuta took on the elite of Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, and the hangman Adam Page. Top to bottom, on paper, the card looks pretty decent. A lot of variety. A lot of variety on the show, um, which I think is something that AW does really well with. Uh, They offer... Even for, I think, one of the, you know, if you're a more jaded fan um, or you're really just not into their product, I still think that they do a pretty good job of offering at least one, normally two, possibly three matches um, that you can get into. For sure, for sure. And the, the number one match that I think everybody could get into from this night is the advertised main event. Must watch number one for me, Anarchy the Arena Part 2. With uh, the the Bucks and Kenny and Hangman and the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, it is as advertised. It's craziness. It is over the top, cartoonish violence at times, mm-hmm. uh, but all around a good time. And it was probably the match that had the most uh, most stakes uh, storyline wise on TV. So it kind of deserved its spot in the in the limelight as the main event. And I think everybody showed out. Even Wheeler Yuta. Like this was oh, yeah. a big, big coming out party for Wheeler Yuta. Um, so he is kind of cemented himself as not just the fourth man. He's not the Ringo of the group. Mm-hmm. He actually has a purpose and a place, and he was the person who picked up the successful pinfall on Kenny Omega. Right. Which is they I mean, don't exactly hand those out. They don't yeah, they're not it's not consolation prizes. Um, but on top of it all, we also get the affirmation of Don Callis' new hand mm-hmm. in Kanosuke Takeshita. My man. My man, Takeshita, <laughs> uh, looking swanky in all black. Uh, uh, I wasn't sure how he would come off as a baddie, but it's possible that this man got even dreamier now that he yeah, likes to do bad things. I was kind of aroused looking at Takeshita, <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, what's your thoughts on Anarchy in the Arena? Um, right off the top, I think I have a harsher opinion of the match because even as entertaining as this match was, and I do think uh, it was the first must-watch match of the night, um, it didn't touch the first one from last year. I agree. And I'm it, not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not comparing apples right. to apples. I'm comparing it like this to whatever else was presented on the card. Right. So if you're looking to compare it to how the first one matched up, it's not even close. Uh, it's just impossible to catch that. Those guys pitched a perfect game last year. It was lightning in a bottle. There's a reason why, like, I don't necessarily agree with uh, the 
most of the thoughts and the opinions of Dave Meltzer, but there's a reason why Anarchy in the Arena last year was a five-star match. Yeah. Uh, the one this year, it was fun. It was chaotic. Uh, it delivered as the main event. A um, little bit of a, you know, M- Empire Strikes Back feeling at the end. Uh, you keep wanting, like, something heroic to happen. Um, and nothing really does, man. Uh, the, the bad guys prevail at the end of this movie. The more cohesive unit mm-hmm. stands tall, even though it did take an extra hand from Callus and Takeshita. Um, it's still the unit of the Blackpool Combat Club overcoming the split attention of the elite. Right. Yep. You know, they they haven't been at a hundred percent for that long. And even then, uh, Kenny Omega has had in the back of his mind the ghost of Don Callis. Mm-hmm. And now with Takeshita, there is a face that goes with the invisible hand. And so it's a very, I think it does really well to tra- to immediately transition the elite and Kenny mm-hmm. away from the BCC. Yeah. And on to New Horizons. Yeah. Like, they very well now could spin Hangman and the Bucks together to go after the trio's titles mm-hmm. and have Hang- um, have Omega and Takeshita move forward. I know we're going to be coming up on um, Forbidden Door very mm-hmm. soon. So, it's very curious to see if maybe we get... Uh, a tag match of sorts with Omega and Takeshita and other people from like New Japan. Yeah. Um, or New Japan adjacent because there's one name that is floating around in the ether that hasn't quite landed anywhere is no longer with New Japan mm-hmm. and is probably about to hit the atmospheric uh, orbital pull of AEW at some point. But um, we're not a, we're not speaking in like rumor and innuendo, huh? And we're not there yet. We're not no, there yeah. yet. Like the, there's the signs are starting to point to uh, a reunion of sorts, mm-hmm. but we're sniffing at it. Like yeah. it's we're connecting the dots, and we're starting to see A point to B. We need B to point to C, and so on down the line until the full constellation gets made. Um. But all of that aside, I think this match is solid. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. No, it's it is the it has the most star power. Um, it, it's it's the craziest match. Again, everything was kind of saved, I felt like, for these guys. And they went went out and delivered. So it's going to get a must watch for me. And it had the most juice, too. Like yeah. Not just the most stars, but also like the stuff they've been doing on television has been rather nice. Yeah. I've loved every second of it so far, and I think it paid dividends. Um, is there anything else for you that's must-watch? Uh, must-watch, of course. Got to give a, a shout-out to, really, these are going to be two matches back-to-back. I think we can kind of touch on them. Uh, kind of took up the better part of uh, an hour. That was the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, the, the Marcus block. <laughs> uh, and that was back-to-back the AEW Tag Team Championship match between FTR and Jared and Lethal, and then the latter match between Wardlow and Christian. 
Um, both of those for me are going to get a must watch and especially the latter match. It's not so much for Wardlow as it is for Christian. And while he may not have fully skeleton keyed Wardlow, this is the best that Wardlow has looked since this event last year. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy that we had to do a rehab job on Wardlow just 20 or 12 months removed from the last time we were here at Double or Nothing. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put the ladder matches must watch. Mm. I would put it in that ether section of existing. It's not must skip, but it's not must watch. But the tag title match, that's good fun. You know, uh, Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett. Jay Lethal, the whole nine, uh, even the part that uh, Mark Briscoe plays as the uh, special oh, guest fantastic. referee. Yeah, um, probably like the worst of the whole match is the FTR boys, and that's not like saying they're bad. They just didn't have to do much. Like this wasn't like a, a moves match. Like it was a lot of moving parts. It's and a lot it was of Memphis. Classic, it was a classic Memphis wrestling. Um, and yeah, you had you had Mark Briscoe in there to um to 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 add to the match and it kind of takes away from like the need to do, you know, all these grand tag team matches and or be- the tag moves and and spots and stuff. Like it was just classic pro wrestling. Uh and this is a match that really appealed to me. I would be very interested to see what the UK's number one and only Memphis podcast would think about this tag team match. Hopefully high praise. Hopefully high praise. Um Karen Jarrett crushing Aubrey Edwards with a, la- a guitar. Speaking of high praise, I mean, <sighs> might be my MVP of the night, Karen Jarrett. Don't spoil for it, man. Multiple reasons. She's just fantastic. One of my favorite performers of all time. <laughs> Finally, given that no good Aubrey Edwards, the business, the what for, her comeuppance, if you will, with a El Cabong, or excuse me, maybe a, a La Cabanga. La Cabanga. <laughs> To the top of the dome. That's right. A wonderful job by Karen Jarrett. For sure. Um, I think I'm going to round out our must-watches here All right. with the opener. The Black Jack Battle Royal for the North, not the North American, the International, International Championship. Um, Orange Cassidy is on one right now. Yeah. Um, yep. He can't miss. And... That battle royal was pretty sweet. Like, it had some spots in the middle like most battle royals do. But they did happen to find a way to showcase multiple people and get people hot. And there's a lot of excitement. I think Big Bill stands out very well from this. Mm-hmm. I think Swerve does extremely well from this. Yeah. Um, and, of course, O.C., Standing tall, reigning supreme at the very end. Um, but even the advancement they had with the Ricky Starks and Bullet Club Gold stuff. Yeah. Really good stuff with that. And they find they found a way to advance multiple stories. Yep. While also keeping Orange Cassidy at height of powers. And not making anybody look like absolute dog water. Yeah, this one would have been real tricky, and it would have been real easy to uh, to get lost in the sauce on this one. 
a lot of people in there, a lot of stories like you were talking about, a lot of things they were trying to advance, but they kind of like pared it down and they kind of picked like, all right, what are the three things we have to accomplish in this match? And they did it. Like, OC looked great. Um, they advanced the the Bullet Club, Ricky Stark stuff. Um, and I thought Big Bill was like priority number three. Uh, he, he really looked good here. Uh, I'm really interested in seeing like what he does moving forward. Uh, I'm here for Big Bill. I like a big man wrestler, and uh, AEW could definitely use more of that, in my opinion. And uh, I like that OC had best friends in there with him, so it wasn't just like he was going 1v20. Right. Like, he had some alliances in there to kind of help him out, and they sacrificed themselves at different points in the match for the better interest of OC um, because they're all best friends. So it's cool that you have this good guy who is an unlikely hero and he keeps overcoming all these challenges and he's getting more vulnerable with each and every one right and outdoing himself but he has help along the way and it's cool that they're able to do that and i think it stuff like that that's going to like continue to keep him fresh and just make him different man um really really happy that the rain is going to continue and now i really want a swerve versus oc match um yeah, <laughs> straight up, man. Yeah, the magic, the chemistry that they had in the final segments of this battle royal were were pretty sweet. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing where else this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm gonna pile on here like we normally do with um with must skip stuff, but um, when are we gonna stop putting? the women's matches in these pockets. Like I, I I feel like we're heaping on a little bit, but do you agree? Like all three women's matches with the Tony storm, Jamie hater, which isn't necessarily their fault. Like hater is hurt, but also like Taya Jade and then Jade Statlander. Um, the AEW women's division just needs some revitalization and we've, it's been said not just by us, but probably by other people as well who enjoy the AEW product. And it seems like the, the dark cloud that looms over them being a more complete wrestling promotion is some solidification in the women's division. And so I'm curious, am I am I speaking at a turn for both of us or I don't think so they f- they feel like they've been in like a like transition or like a holding un- pattern but they're not in a holding pattern because I feel like they had the belts on who they wanted them to be on and everybody was positioned accordingly mm-hmm. just something wasn't clicking or had run its course with the way that things were and I know we've talked about Jade uh, again, as long as we've been doing the podcast and her presentation and the kind of matches that she's having and how I think that it's been mishandled a bit. Right. It has been bungled quite a bit. They've been they have not been utilizing Jade as a monster. She doesn't wrestle like she looks or is presented. Yes. Like she's presented as like a six. She was presented as a 60 and zero unbeatable monster who's going 50 50 with literally every one of her. opponents. Exactly. And tonight, tonight was no different. Right. Um, 
So I yeah I I didn't care for the match. Um, and again with Jade, she's so likable, but they keep wanting to present her as a heel, and it's just like you're you're, you're swimming upstream. Um, and then you do the challenge with Marky at the end, and you get Statlander out there, and that's not something you do with the powerhouse champion, man. Right. You that's something you do if you're the honky tonk man. If you're the Mountie, like right. That's what you do if you're a champion and you're 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 more lucky than good. Yeah, is that's not Jade. I'm curious if part of it, like, and don't get me wrong, but like, there the the scuttlebutt has been that like it was going to be Chris Atlander who dethrones Jade, and like right when they were going to pull the trigger, Chris gets hurt again. Mm-hmm. So part of me feels like, uh, well, she's healthy. Let's not wait. Pull the trigger now and like get where we want to go, whether we want to or not. Like it feels a little short sighted because there's no chase. There's no hero's return. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like it feels very much like. It was supposed to have probably like Ultimate Warrior Honky Tonk Man vibes, except Honky at SummerSlam didn't wrestle a 10-minute match before calling out anybody. It's like if Honky Tonk Man was managing the Ultimate Warrior. (laughs) That's what this is, right? Like, Marky's the Honky Tonk Man. Right. Jade is Ultimate Warrior. Right. This didn't make any sense. I didn't like it. Um, I'm very... I will say this. I'm very curious to see if this doesn't go untalked about. Like, Dynamite, they can be in a really interesting position, especially with the characterization of Mark Sterling. Mm -hmm. Possibly throwing legal precedents and things like that. Well, this was... it was it was not a contract. It was a verbal agreement. There was nothing signed. Therefore, the title match didn't happen. Trying to expunge right. the victory from from the record to bring us back to the next AEW pay per view. I don't think it, it may it may take place at uh, it'll take place at Collision. Mm. The TBS Championship. Mm-hmm will be defended probably on the first collision. And I thought that's where they should have done the switch. I, I thought you bring you bring Statlander back tonight and then you do the formal switch on television. I think between now and then on television, uh, Mark will put find a way with legal precedence to get the belt back on Jade, expunge the loss, and then run it back, and then Chris gets the full clean win. Hopefully. Because if not, then this is a big L, right? Because it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a good look for Chris. Oh, it just sounds like you're putting toothpaste back in the tube, which yeah. I, I know that's not like your idea. Like, this isn't what you would book, but like, this it's is what I would book now that it happened after we've had this. Like, my initial thought wouldn't be, oh, let's bring Chris Statlander in with no pomp and circumstance and beat Jade. And then ah, we'll find a way to march it back, and then eventually right. we'll give Jay, we'll give Chris her second first world title title win. Right? Like, no, especially as a babyface. Like, imagine Bret Hart beats Ric Flair in '92 for the WWF title, and they go, "No, no, no, actually, wait." And then at the Royal Rumble, 
Brett actually beats yeah. Ric Flair for the title or on the first Raw. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. No. Um, at, at all. So, what's who's to say? Um, it, it sucks for Jamie Hayter as world champion, you know. Um, but I do kind of like the title being on the outcasts and Tony at this time. Mm. I think it freshens up the number of contenders for the world title. And even if Jade doesn't go back to the TBS title, now that that TBS title is off of her, why go back to that when she can now put her focus at the world title? Right. Especially if they're going to do some unofficial splitting of the rosters, possibly. I mean, eh, what if Jade is kind of the ultimate homegrown AEW talent and she's the one to dethrone uh, and beat the the outcasts? Is that what they're the called? Outcast. The outcasts. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, I'd be down for that. But again, they got to change up her presentation. Um, it sucks to see Hater lose a title, but it, you know, hopefully, it's done in goodwill with them uh, running Wembley. Running Wembley. Would love to see Hater get the title back in Wembley, and right. then Hater versus Storm at Wembley. Right, that would, would be, be dope. Sick. They had, you know, and that would be, you know, their third match, match. Um, and I thought the match they had last year was amazing. I still think it's the best AEW women's match. Um, so yeah, we'll see where it goes. I don't hate it. I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, there was another must skip and. There were, there were parts of the match that I liked, and the only part was I got my favorite iteration of Adam Cole, <laughs> which is Florida Man, which is Florida Man Adam Cole. Um, but other than that, the unsanctioned match, it felt like too many good ideas at one time with like, we'll call it out there, brother. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just, I don't know, man. It Jericho just needs a little bit of supervision. Like, just a little bit of, like, they give him a lot of rope yeah. at AEW to, like, kind of do as he pleases. And I think the unsanctioned match tried, um, but just not quite there for me. And I don't know if it's... I don't, I don't know if it's because Jericho and Cole don't have much chemistry together. Mm -hmm. I think they would have been better served in a wrestling match. That's what I was thinking too. It's kind of weird that like their first big, big match was this, this big blow off style match. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're kind of going in reverse, right? We're, we're having the big brawl style match first. And now we're getting the mixed tag on dynamite. And then it's going to lead to, Probably Adam Cole and Chris Jericho in the Owen tournament Mm -hmm. where Cole goes over to defend his crown. Or Jericho beats him. Possibly. Yeah. You know, so it it feels like those are all backwards. Right. Um, But I can't say for sure. Um, The last thing I want to touch on, because I don't think there's anything else that's really must watch, must skip. But I feel like we'd do a disservice if we didn't just loosely talk on the AEW world title match. 
um, unless you have this as a must skip. I got it as a must skip. I mean, the floor is yours. I I did really like the finish. It was the only thing that popped me. Um, I mean, considering that both you and I were tweeting about <laughs> our missing of Sting nearly this entire match. Oh, man. Uh, it wasn't for me, dog. Um, I don't have any belief in Jungle Boy Jack Perry as world champion. Cool for Sammy Guevara being a one-time confirmed sex haver with Tay Mello. Great work. Lock it down. P.O.P. Holding it down. Uh, cool on Darby Allen becoming the new king of wrestling. King of wrestling. With that sweet, like, half Elvis, half living dead boy suit. Kind of sweet. Um, notice that nobody said Elvis. Um, they kept calling him King. Ah. So can't say Elvis because he's not Elvis because Elvis is dead. Mm. Or at least he went home, whichever you whichever you decide. <laughs> um, and then the saw-fied devil, devil MJF string music mm-hmm. with the mask and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then wearing the red and yellow brother. Mm-hmm. Not not nearly tan enough to be wearing red and yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, None of this worked for me, brother. Um, it's MJF again. Of the four of them, I'll say this: of the four of them, MJF looked the best. It's like he, finding the smartest kid in summer school. He looks the part of the four. Yeah, of the four. Yeah, of pillars. They well, are you not. know, I that would be a little harsh to Darby. Darby does make, but like Dar- Darby's fine. I got no, I got no problem with uh, the character of Darby Allen in AEW. Right, but Darby Allen is in that weird spot where he he can't really change all that much. Mm-hmm. So we're always going to have this sort of iteration of Darby Allen forever. But I don't think he's quite there as world championship level Darby Allen. Because it's, it's all going to be in a story. Like, nothing's going to change about Darby Allen, the character. I think it's all going to be in heating him up. And, something's and going his to unlock build. him. In his build. Yes. That's going to be it. Um, and we were close. I think we were very close with the programming for this Pillars match. Um, but uh, the nod back to the side headlock takeover was well, throughout well the done. match was well done. I don't want to give credit to MJF at all, so I won't. Um, <laughs> but I think it was very. I thought it was. I thought it was solid, but isn't must watchable, um, considering that the last time we saw MJF was in possibly one of the top two uh, Iron Man matches of all time in wrestling history <laughs> with Brian Danielson. But I guess it looks more at the. Uh, the quality of competition he's in there with. Um, I really think that like Jungle Boy kind of holds that group down. Um, I have eyes. Jungle Boy's all right. But to me, he was like, he was maybe the most odd man out of the group. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being a really, really good tag team wrestler. No, not at all. I'm excited to see Jungle Boy back in a high-profile tag team. That is to his strengths at this point. Who would you put him with? Right now, you have the entire AEW roster. 
and you can't pick Christian because they because Jungle Boy literally just buried him. I would put him with Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, man, he didn't have. Okay, so this is something we we are going to talk about. We talked about it during the match. They kept talking about this little wrinkle in the match of MJF telling Jungle Boy her that he was going to have to do something dirty in the match if he wanted to win. And then he had the opportunity in the match when he had the belt and he could have clocked Darby with it and he didn't and it almost backfired. And commentary kept harping on, does he have the killer instinct? Max said he doesn't have the killer instinct. We've been over this before. Like, we're taking step backwards now. We literally had a whole feud that was, like, built on twice. Jack Perry. Twice. He did it twice where uh, they had the six-man tag against, uh, was it the Young uh, young Bucks and Cole? There's the, whatever they call themselves, the, where he did the, the concerto. Elite. He did the concerto on the stage to prove that he had the killer instinct. And then during the Christian program, and even in the cage match with, with, Luchasaurus. with Luchasaurus, we're seeing the killer instinct in that he does these grand finishes to prove that he, he has it in him. We're still taking steps backwards. Like, we've been there, done that with the character. Why are we still doubting if he can do it? Like, we've seen him do it, right. and now you're treating us and him as if we're all stupid Well, and taking big steps back. So, so there, I think there's a difference. And like looking at it as a storyline, all three what all three of those people have in common is that they're bad people. Like Adam Cole was a bad person at that time. Christian Cage was a bad person. Luchasaurus was a bad person. In the in the te- or in the pillars four way, Jungle Boy had the opportunity to swing the belt on Darby. There's a conflict of is a conflict uh, an internal struggle. I know what I'd need to do. If it were MJF across from him, I bet he swings through the fences. If it's Sammy Guevara on the other side of him, he probably swings through the fences. But it's Darby. It's good guy and good guy. And Jungle Boy, I can't do... Two wrongs don't make a right. Like, there's there's no right way to do the wrong thing. And, like, swinging the title and clonking... Darby Allen, of all the people in the match, he probably could not get to that point. I don't think that that's a killer instinct problem. I think it's a problem of conscience. It's killer be killed, Adam. He's got to he's got to bite the bullet and 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 be willing to pull the trigger against anybody. I'm not arguing against your logistics there. All that is accurate, but that's not the story they told. Right. I'm trying to make sense of the story yeah. they told. You're trying to fill in fill in the blank spaces that they left blank with bad storytelling. And there's a possibility that they fix all of that. And there's also a possibility that Darby Allen goes with Christian. <laughs> or not Darby Allen. That Jungle Boy goes with Christian. I would have Jungle Boy go with Christian to learn how to do bad things now. And then we can get Darby and Sting versus Jungle Boy and Christian. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm done. Okay, cool. right? That's All right. so bad now. Now my nipples are hard. Um, <laughs> and we got Sting a payday. How? <laughs> Doing it all in in London? Oh, it'd be so good. <sighs> yeah, because you got to put the Stinger on that yeah. card, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Bring biggest, him from the rafters. This is all <laughs> biggest crowd that the big Stinger's ever been in front of. Last match. I don't think it's going to be his last match, and I don't think it's going to be the biggest crowd he's ever been in. I'm pretty sure he was a part of that $100,000 that hundred thousand person crowd 
for the, like the Korean show. I'm pretty sure they had to be there. I don't think that was really a choice, but <laughs> the people were there. <laughs> it doesn't oh, matter. Man. He wrestled at WrestleMania. That was at. Uh, Levi's? I was like for like 50,000 people. That was at Levi Seater. Yeah, it's like a 50,000 seater. I don't think it's a 50,000 seater. It's a baby. Seater. It's a baby seater. No, it's not. It might be 61, but it's definitely not. It, it's like a section of Wembley. It's not I'm, even close. I'm looking it up right now while you talk this talk. Um, we did a pretty good job running down the card. Um, you know, I don't think you need to go back and watch the buy-in either. No. Um, it was 15 minutes. They really stretched out the time to make that match last. Um are in that man like this yeah and i talked about it kind of being empire strikes back like the main thing is here the bad guys stand tall how many people are at wrestlemania 31 i uh, give uh for the uh officially 31 31 wrestlemania play uh-huh 64,000 76,976 no that's a that's that's a that's fake number, number. There, that stadium does not hold that many people did that night it did that night <laughs> Kevin Nash was there, so maybe he did. That's very true. See, you got the Kevin Nash pump. Um, who's your MVP? Oh, um, I will say here. I'll even make it a little easier for you. Karen Jarrett goes in in memory, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about Karen Jarrett. You uh, can pick you. somebody else. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, hmm. I'm gonna go with Orange Cassidy, man. Man, that's two for two, baby. Yeah. OC did it, man. He. You beat 20 dudes. Yeah, beat 20 dudes, and he did it in a way that nobody is like, oh, this dude keeps winning. Like, there's no backlash because Orange Cassidy won. We're all pulling for him. And he did OC stuff. Yeah. He won in an OC way. Mm-hmm. He didn't, like, out-wrestle somebody. He out-OC'd somebody. Yeah. And that's good stuff. You know, cannot complain there. So, um, taking a look at our calendar... I think our next time being here will be money money in the bank. I think that's first of June. No. July. First of July. So it's gonna be Forbidden Door. Yep, June twenty fifth. Forbidden Door, June twenty fifth. So we'll be here for that. And then we'll be at the O two for money in the bank. And then we'll be at Wembley for All In. And then we'll be all we'll be at SummerSlam and then all out. Mm, a busy summer. That's a it's a cruel, cruel summer, my man. But that's what we do here on the North South Connection for Viewers Choice. Make uh, watching the stuff so you don't have to. Uh podcast two or two, I think we did all right. And it is five minutes past the hour. JT, you owe us money. Uh, so NorthSouthConnection.com is where you can see this or catch this podcast and so many others, including our YouTube stuff. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, ring the bell so you don't miss anything. We post stuff almost on the daily, but with video versions of WWE War and Wrestling War Zone and uh, No Holds Barred, uh, the Jenny Position stuff with GC Dub, our Cronoso stuff. Um, there's so much to take in. Whether it be audio or visual, the North-South Connection's got you covered for all your vacations and your staycations. If you've got road trips, if you've got long plane rides, we got something for you. Um, so check that out. I mentioned before, 
Uh, if you enjoy the voice on the other side of the microphone, uh, Marcus is with you with JT uh, breaking down in uh, seasonal order uh, all of the pay-per-views in every year uh, with WWE War. They are in the midst of the 2001-2002 season. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, keep your eyes peeled because if you're following the project, we're coming up on a really big card that could possibly flank and break into uh, some hallowed ground. Absolutely. Uh, very tough, but they're about ready to cover SummerSlam 01. Ooh, it's a biggie. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's is... a biggie. We've covered over 80 shows in the project so far. And uh, go ahead and listen. Keep an eye out. Jump into the project. SummerSlam 01 is going to be coming out pretty soon. And... Uh, yeah, very curious how the uh, reception is to where it lands. Yeah, very, very curious. But uh, we also want to thank our other friends on our other podcast network, the Soon to Be Named Network, uh, where we do every week a podcast called Final Wrestling Place, where Marcus and I take the nouns of professional wrestling and assign arbitrary red points and green points. We haven't done that in a while, uh, but put things in either the good place or the bad place. And the last month, we've been getting to know each other a little bit better, asking each other some life questions, some wrestling questions, and more. Hopefully, you'd enjoy that over at uh, finalwrestlingplace.buzzsprout.com or to find the podcast over at T&M Shows on Twitter. Um, that's where you can find all of our stuff, um, stuff that we do together, stuff that we do separate. Uh, check it all out. But really, northsouthconnection.com. There's a wealth of stuff to take in. You can't miss it. Uh, like I said, we will be back here next time for AEWX, New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door. Um, but just remember, no matter what we say, what do we think, and, and all the, the uh, observations we've made, at the end of the day, the choice is yours.